I've realized that the path of least resistance for me to you know, have a life of financial freedom and um, build wealth through real estate is not having a hundred units that each cash flow a hundred dollars. It's having one unit that cash flows a thousand dollars, you know, or, you know, just kind of using that as like a starting point to like how I'm making my decisions. And, you know, in real estate, it's really important for most people to leverage debt, to scale, to, you know, use um, equity, but I have to have a plan to use that debt and equity so that I'm not in that position where I'm the person with a hundred units and a property management company and a hundred tax bills and water bills. Like that's just not the freedom for me. Unpopular opinion. Grind culture is trash. Oh, period. I'm Mickey. I'm Julia. And we're strategic hippies. We're not regular landlords. We're cool ones. We're fellow freedom seekers helping business-minded creatives and free spirits build wealth through real estate. Welcome to the Strategic Hippie Show. According to the New York Times, there's evidence that money relieves suffering in case of true material need. But when money becomes an end in itself, it can bring misery too. Said another way, once our basic human needs are met, money does not buy happiness, but neither does poverty. Mickey, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, that's a heavy, a heavy sentence right there. I think I'm going to subscribe because I do feel like we can get caught up in what money is or can do for us versus that deep part of what we actually want. I'm a subscribe. I'm a subscribe. <laughs> so today I want to talk about wealth and minimalism. They typically don't go hand in hand. An old saying is less is more. So by definition, according to dictionary.com, minimalism is defined as a lifestyle involving a reduction or simplification of one's material possessions that frees one to lead an existence that is more intentional purposeful and spiritual. So Mickey, on this topic, I have a few questions for you. Let's go. Do you think you're a minimalist? Um, no, but that'd be cute. <laughs> <laughs> Is minimalism just for the single rich white guys? I really hope not. I do aspire to minimalism, but um, I appreciate you and theminimalist.com for asking that question. It's a really cool article that you share with me. And a sentence that really resonated with me is, if anything, people with fewer resources, especially those with less money, can benefit most from minimalism because a minimalist lifestyle helps people determine what truly adds value to their lives, what things actually serve a purpose and bring joy. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Now, Julia, you know I live here all day. <laughs> I don't want money just to have money. I want money because it can provide some of the comforts and stress relief of living a joyous and intentional life. So yes, I would love to be a minimalist, but I'm not a single rich white guy. So I think there's hope for me still. 
<laughs> I think I always say that like the wealth building journey is a spiritual journey and we really need to, you know, analyze our relationship with money and our relationship with wealth and, you know, our fears and our thought processes around money in terms of like um, scarcity and abundance and, you know, a big thing for minimalism for me, you know, and like it says less is more, but like I my goal is financial freedom and i like really need to emphasize the word freedom and what that definition to me is because all the first part is just financial i can have all the money in the world but if i don't have freedom and by definition for me it's like spiritual um you know how do i how do i feel and you know there's you have to dig deep in this. Um, so something that was really important for me, I have the book right behind me is um, the book Creating Money. And, you know, a lot of my background is, um, you know, I watched the law of attraction in high school and that kind of like, you know, I didn't tell anybody because everyone thought it was corny, but it really like planted these seeds for me that like I, like my thought processes and my intention around what I do is so much more important than actually what I do. Um, so, you know, the key, one of the keys that I got from this book that I really encompass in my life is when I want something, let's, talk about money. Um, it's never the money that I actually want. It's the feeling that I think the having of the money will bring. Or if it's blank, a material object, if it's a property, whatever it is, I want that because I think it's going to make me feel a certain way once I have it. So you have to kind of go layer deeper. And what is that feeling that I want this thing to provide? And how can I embody those feelings before I have the thing or make sure that is the priority in the journey. So asking the question of like, what is the essence of what you truly want? So like, what is that feeling? Thinking about the details. So I want a bunch of property, but what is that actually, what is the life that I want to look like because of the property? Um, so, you know, not tying emotional, the emotional attachment to money and how it affects like our, our actions. Um, so basically not trying to use money or wealth as the solution. So I don't know, what are your, what are your thoughts on this, Nikki? <laughs> I mean, this is such a powerful start to this conversation, let's be honest, because I really feel like one of the things I had to be really intentional with lately is the importance of naming things. So naming what I want to embody, like I want peace. Okay, how do I get peace in the park when I go hike? Okay. I want to go hike. So that means I'm not at my computer at work. Okay, so I'm going to buy property <laughs> so that I'm not at the computer at work. But that's where we have to really think about how we navigate our lifestyles in relation to investing. Because now you might not be at a computer. You might be on job sites. You might be at banks. You may be doing all the things that are still not 
what you want to do. So I really think this um, embodiment part is really important. And especially when it comes to um, meeting our needs with things versus addressing the root of the issue or the challenges. Um, we just have to, it can be uncomfortable, but we have to get to the real what and why in order to get to our goals for sure. So I'm with you all day. Yes. And, you know, another thing in this, around this topic that's important for me is, you know, really embodying the path of least resistance to whatever goals. So, you know, goal setting and, you know, kind of ties into like manifestation is such a huge part of the process. And a lot of times people, including I can like identify with this at different times in my journey is like you have this idea to do something and you want to skip the process and just do the thing. And we talked about this earlier, but it's like doing the thing isn't the first step of doing the thing. You know, there's so many layers that come into place to really make this, you know, thing a reality. And it's a lot of time like the, you know, twofold, the emotional and the education part of it. Like I have to be, you know, my mindset has to be ready to go on this journey. And two, I have to be educated enough to know what I'm going to be up against. So I asked myself this question. I didn't do this in the beginning. And it's really important for me now is like, what is my goal? And what is the path of least resistance? Because I have shiny object syndrome and I get excited when I see a good opportunity and I can still tie a good opportunity to a good financial return. And that doesn't mean that it's a good opportunity for me because it's going to make a lot of money or because it's a good investment. So what is the path of least resistance to this thing? And, you know, for me, I've realized that the path of least resistance for me to you know, have a life of financial freedom and um, build wealth through real estate is not having a hundred units that each cash flow a hundred dollars. It's having one unit that cash flows a thousand dollars, you know, or, you know, just kind of using that as like a starting point to like how I'm making my decisions. And, you know, in real estate, it's really important for most people to leverage debt, to scale, to, you know, use um, equity, but I have to have a plan to use that debt and equity so that I'm not in that position where I'm the person with a hundred units and a property management company and a hundred tax bills and water bills. Like that's just not the freedom for me. So I have to make sure because I can easily get there. You know, I'm like, oh, a good deal. Oh, a good deal. Oh, a good deal. Next thing I know, I have 12 projects and I'm stressed. <laughs> like, so I have to really take the pause and the intention. Um, so, you know, do you do you use the path of least resistance or maybe you call it something else? How do you like, you know, create these goals around what you want to do? Yeah, um, I definitely resonate with I didn't start out taking the path of least resistance, but I am all about it now. So one of my favorite like life mantras right now is I want all of my relationships to flow like water. And this mm -hmm. could too be my relationship with work, my relationship with investing. And if an opportunity comes out and I get anxiety around the task, I know it's not for me. 
because if I'm not doing it in joy, then it's not aligned. And there's a bigger, better, greater opportunity for me that is going to resonate and align with my highest self. And I can always use you and this show as the perfect example of the path of least resistance. We're already every week talking about these topics. This is the path of least resistance. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what I mean? So definitely. Yeah. In like prioritize joy and flow. That is the path of least resistance. Like, Prioritizing joy and flow. I'm going to add that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think a big part of this is, you know, and we have a conversation about this all the time about like expert opinions. Um, but a lot of people will say, don't hire a property manager until you hit X amount of units. Like everybody's journey is different. And like for me, I like have a... Like, I'm very sensitive to stress and, you know, I'm going to spend a little bit of money and have someone else be the be on the front line for me. That's just part of my journey and part of me being on the path of least resistance. Like, I have, like, done all of the things. I managed, I, I GC'd my projects. I was the landlord. I was showing the units. I was handling everything. And that's not what brings me joy, <laughs> you know? Me joy. <laughs> of course, like, you know, building wealth through real estate is like such an amazing like tool to build wealth. Like it's just, it makes so much sense, but also like there's a, there's so many different ways to do it. And some people like really thrive in managing people. And mm -hmm. I just like really, um, you know, you have to kind of figure out what you're good at and what you enjoy and outsource all the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all day. Capitalism got you down? Aw. Take control of your life and finances by gaining financial freedom through real estate. If you're over grind culture and resonate with the energy of this show, let's dive deeper on creating a life you don't have to escape from. Click the link in the description box to join our next free financial freedom for strategic hippies webinar. So for the next topic, I want to talk about intention and what that looks like. So, you know, do you have any experience that maybe like throwing money at problems and how did that work out? <laughs> I don't know. Have you met me, Julia? <laughs> I really so <laughs> before I put more intention into my life. I was absolutely throwing money at problems. And what I realized is I was checking out at the beginning of the decision-making process. So a perfect example, one of the X banes of my existence is anything leaking. <laughs> like as soon as I hear about something leaking, I'm like, here's X amount of money, get it out of my life. And that's not, while that was like a short-term solution, that mm -hmm. isn't how I should be handling my challenges in life. So um, through meditation and through being more intentional, I do the mindset meditations on my channel at Mickey Mansions. I really do try to tune in and get to the what is really irritating me about a situation before I even address the situation now. So now I can check myself and I can make better decisions because I'm not worried about 
throwing money to fix a thing, I'm like, okay, I'm coming in with a clear mind mm -hmm. and now I can address the problem in its entirety versus trying to pacify it with money. And I think it's funny because when you're at the beginning of your journey, you don't have money anyway, but you'll find it, fix a problem. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, we can get creative, we'll find money, but that doesn't, it's not going to change that thought process of money's going to fix this versus my mindset. Like, and it's, I can give a dozen freaking examples of how like I was about to spend thousands of dollars, but a quick check-in with myself and with my network, it was a free experience. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yes. I think like having the pause is so important. And like, you know, cause we have this immediate emotional response and we're like, get this thing out of my life immediately and you know for me it's like I really need to like just pause and wait for like some clear thinking and um yeah like I I too like really wanted to throw money at problems and make them go away and like it's just doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> work uh what a shocker <laughs> <laughs> But I love that you talk about meditation because like that is a important part of like the slowing down and the pausing and the letting like to being in alignment with solutions because, you know, energetically I'm like, ah, <laughs> and it, like that is not a space to solve problems. But, you know, I have found this space through meditation and through prayer and through other things that like really bring me to center and really get me to like, you know, again, like, what's the path of least resistance to solve this problem? And what is like the highest and best solution here? Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking of that, it's like, the last topic that I want to talk about in terms of like minimalism and uh, wealth and manifestation is like, releasing ego, in terms of accepting expert advice. So how good are you at accepting asking for help? Uh, well, first of all, Nobody actually put me on the spot like that. <laughs> In real life, I'm like a five. Like I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of room for improvement. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like being um, an air quote self starter or independent person. Sometimes I may not think that people outside of myself have answers or solutions for me but that's an ego check immediately like how, how are you an authority at this thing mm. you you need assistance with so mm. once i get out of my own way and it goes back to that what is the actual issue right because when i've been in situations and i'm just frustrated and i'm just venting to somebody they may give a solution but they have no context of what I actually <laughs> need help with. So mm -hmm. when I'm intentional and I'm actually using the network that I have within the BTS community, I can, you know, whether it's a massive shout out or it's like, oh, I know for sure this person knows how to do this thing, or they can put me in touch with somebody like that, then that's a ego release and just accepting mm -hmm. help because 
the beauty of my experience is people are definitely way more willing to help you than you think they are. So it's like I at times have been in my head about why would they even want to answer me or assist me? And it's like helping people is the gift of entrepreneurship. Like there's so many ways we can be viable to each other. So it's definitely an ego check at first. But once we clear all that stuff out, I'm just very grateful for my network. <laughs> like very grateful. Yes. And you said a few things that I like really want to dive, dive deeper on. And, you know, for me, I have to have the humble realization that like, I don't always know what's best for me. And, you know, it, it kind of comes into twofold because it's like when, you know, it, it might be a little surprising for those that like know what my life looks like on the outside. It's like, um, if I, if I try to run the show, my life is really unmanageable. So I have to like continuously like surrender to something bigger than me. And sometimes that's a, a community of people who, you know, no, have experience and a similar mindset in this space. And sometimes that's like a higher power that I choose to call God, you know, it's just like removing self to accept, you know, to accept help, really. And that's just been such a po important part of my journey. And, you know, I, you know, when I got started on my um, financial freedom journey and in, in investing in real estate, I, you know, didn't prioritize spirituality in any way. And it was kind of like halfway through the journey when my life was becoming really unmanageable. And like, it looked like I had all of the things that people would want, but I inside didn't, that I had to really like, you know, dig deeper. And, you know, at that point, I did a podcast with someone and, and the conversation was around like inviting God into my business. Mm -hmm. And like, I need to do this in all aspects of my life, really. But it's like, all right, so... I don't, I don't always have the solution and my best thinking isn't the best thinking out there. <laughs> I just have to be honest with myself. And, you know, it's, it's all, it's hard to, it's hard to like, you know, go through that process and, you know, put my ego aside and, but, you know, I have been the biggest supporter of like my net worth is my network, you know, and like I just relocated to start a new business venture across the Atlantic and I knew absolutely nobody and I'm showing up to networking events and I'm meeting people who are like eager to help me get started or e eager to help me solve problems that I didn't even know I'd have yet. But, you know, I think a big part of that and people who are also like on this spiritual journey or like have any kind of like alignment with, you know, the spiritual life knows how important it is for self and ego to be of service and how it actually helps you so much more too. So I think being in this space and like, I love having conversations about real estate and like having, like being able to help other people in the same space as me solve problems. And I realized that it helps me sometimes more than it might even help the other person. So Ooh. yeah, I think that's a big part. Yes, I love that. And I really love the tie to spirituality and the quote you said um, about 
business and spirituality, the journey all in itself, it is not linear. You are consistently finding yourself in the center. And I think that's so beautiful that you can grow through receiving help and that people can, you know, benefit from providing it. So such, such a beautiful um, topic and conversation. I love you for bringing to our awareness. Thank you so much. It takes a village. That's for sure. This is not the road for solo traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Solo travelers go that way. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I want to like kind of go full circle. We plugged this article a few times that like just we just really had a fun time reading about is minimalism for the rich white guy. Um, And I really love this quote that they ended their article with simplification like it's intentionality. So rich or poor, married or single, black or white. Simplifying one's life can only benefit one's circumstances. The Stoics understood this. So did Gandhi and Jesus and Buddha. And it sure would be nice if everyone else did too. Amen. It would be so nice. I received that message. Um, Thank you so much. We are so grateful to be of service through the Better Than Success real estate investing community. If you're ready to explore freedom on your own terms too, we would love to journey with you on this wealth building adventure. Check out the description box to join our next Financial Freedom for Strategic Hippies webinar and learn more about Julia, me, Mickey, and BTS. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and share this video and subscribe to our channel. Peace. We'll see you soon.